1: Ready to go. Outkick 360 is back alongside Chad Withrow and Paul Kuharski. I'm Jonathan Hutton, David Reed, Jacob Swanson, Jake Popoff, making the show happen here in studio, Lance Lee with a well-deserved week off, Becca Risley and Sleepy Dan making the show happen for us, as we like to say down the hall as we broadcast live from Studio G in Nashville, Tennessee at Blackbird Studio and the Blackbird Academy. Uh, if you'd like to go to school for this line of work for audio engineering, audio production, studio engineering, you can do that at the BlackbirdAcademy.com. Wonderful people here, and they are the best at what they do. Gentlemen, good morning. Feels good to be a winner, boys, once again
2: uh, with the parlay last night. Also, feels good to have Cactus Jack with us in studio. Big thanks to Cody Stutz, who works with Outkick. Cody lives in Houston. Uh, He's uh, been watching the show, and he likes the bang-bang references. So he decided (laughs) to find this on uh, a little website called Amazon as this falls. (laughs) Look at that catch. Also, that was actually planned. This is the enemies list of Opcate, as you can see right here. And then the backside, still empty. We were supposed to unveil some enemies last week and didn't do it. So we need to get back to that. Yes. Can I set this all uh, up? Let, long me, let, me, let me
0: chime in. <laughs> anyway, thanks to Cody for time.
2: Cactus Jack. Yeah. Cody. Which is now a permanent fixture in the studio. Cody, you, Cody, we've got
0: a project that you said you were working on, and it didn't entail <laughs> searching out figurines and mailing
1: them to chat. So
2: let's get going
0: on what you this said you, you were This was a very important to.
1: project. This was a very important Chad project. Chad put him on this project.
0: Let's get going on what you said you were going to tell us in the email that we're waiting on, and let's put aside the childish figurine. There are times for childish things. And this is not one of those times. We need the adult information to discuss.
1: Cody, Paul just just figured out like a few days ago that your last name is Stutes and not no,
0: Stuts. I know, so. I know your
1: last name. I, I think this. I is know your last
0: name. Of- I want it in my email box more often with the information you told us last week you were going to be researching, and that research time has apparently been used somewhat to collect the figurine.
2: I don't, think I don't think it took that long, Paul, to find the figurine and send it to me. Well, what happened. This was sent over a week ago. By the way, Paul's there got a collection is... of bobbleheads behind him talking about my childish figurine. <laughs> <laughs> I was just looking back there. I'm like, let's see. We have a puppy dog. This is that's uh, We not have a, that's uh, we not have a have bobblehead. The puppy
0: dog is not a uh, bobblehead. We have it's a, a photo. We
2: have a card of a young soccer player. Yeah. Mm. Well, you just said he has a collection of bobbleheads. There's one bobblehead, there. and it's us. Yeah. Which well, was given to us is a. Some would say a bobblehead is a childish figurine, even if it is of us. Well, it's a gift from Duke Turnbull. Yes, it's great, but I'm saying it's a childlike figurine. It's us. I love it. I'm not the one criticizing. It's not a, a cartoon you're wrestler. A, you're calling this a
1: childlike figurine. Well, that it's is in a reference to figurine. Chad's Chad's slogan now: yeah. "Bang bang." Yeah, hold on, Guys, I have to interject here. That's what he Please loves, That is an action figure, Paul. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at him. Look at all the action. Whoa! How much money do you think? Mick Foley made off of the, the action figures? Or did WWE retain all the rights to those profits? Oh, no. They get uh, they get residuals. They get they mailbox money. Yeah, um, mailbox money for all their memorabilia.
2: So I've been watching these A E wrestling documentaries every Sunday. Yeah. I highly recommend. The latest one was on Ultimate Warrior. Next week is Mick Foley. And they, they debut, they unveil what the next week's episode will be during the Sunday before. So they had the preview for Mick Foley next week, and I am pumped up about it.
1: It is a... Every one of those guys has a background and a story because they live such a hard life behind the scenes. On the road, injury recovery, whatever it might be. That's what makes those shows so fascinating. And the inside behind, behind the curtain stories of what goes on when the camera's not rolling.
2: Well, I didn't realize that, as Paul yawns, I didn't realize that, uh, for instance, Booker T robbed like 75 Wendy's locations and went to prison. As a younger yeah. man. I mean, there are stories like that I had no clue until I watched this. It's great. Highly recommend.
1: Paul, your thoughts on what you would like to bring up today as uh, you put us to sleep. Go right ahead.
2: <laughs> well, I, we got a Predators game that's
0: big tonight. We've it's got, coming up in the uh, Tennessee
1: Power Hour. Yes, Brooks
0: Koepka uh, in a real feud slash rivalry in American golf, which is uh, very interesting to us. And uh, What would you
1: think about that?
0: I think uh, I wish it was live. It, it would have carried some stuff live. He thought it wasn't going to air. I don't think he cares that it aired.
1: Well, it's out well, there. No, he way. said at the end of the video, he didn't care if yeah. it aired. D. uh is
0: is not popular. He, he's uh, doesn't seem to have a lot of friends on the tour.
1: So here's the video of of Kepka. He's being uh, it's a taped interview uh, at the PGA Championship, um, and and this is for the Golf Channel. And as they're recording, you can see Kepka look off to the right and Bryson DeChambeau is going to walk by wearing still cleats or still shoes, golf shoes. And as Kepka sees DeChambeau walk behind him, he loses his train of thought because he's paying attention to whatever DeChambeau is muffling or mumbling under his breath in a muffled tone. It's really hard to decipher exactly what he said. Many people tried to do it. Uh, The consensus is as he talks about this and he, he, he discusses missing a putt not being God able to line it up, up today, that DeChambeau, DeChambeau walks behind him and says I hit such a good shot just good drive over, good, good shot on run. that last hole and as he walks by he pull, gets the pull pull eye pull roll it's, it's from Kepka, tough. and then Kepka I don't
3: know what other guys have asks hey, that I the interview
1: be restarted sometimes. because he lost his train of thought I can't wait now the, the eye roll and the yeah, sometimes, the um, <laughs> the I'll pause is I just I lost
3: my train of thought. Yeah. I
1: mean, that's going to be Very a meme forever. Sure. Um, I, I can't wait for the pairing. They're going to pair well, these two together.
0: They should. I mean it'll be uh, steely, um, unfriendly. And we've seen that with Tiger and Phil, right? They didn't particularly like each other. I don't know if it was as as uh, venomous as this seems no, to be. No, not nearly as more bad. A rival as opposed to uh, hated uh, thing, but I think it's, it's probably good for golf, right? That there's some dispute as opposed to the gentlemanly friendliness.
2: I love Brooks kefka and I love him more by the day. And alpha. this, this, this makes it more human to me that this was a very human response to someone you don't like that's stepping over something you're saying or something you're doing. I, that's what I loved about it is Kepka, I remember when he first started winning majors and we were talking about this and we were saying, what is it about it that to get excited about with Brooks Kepka with his personality and everything else? And then it eventually became this alpha mentality that mm-hmm. you get excited about with him. Well, now I'm seeing a very human response to a guy that he doesn't like and thinking there's some, there's some personality there also. I love it. I think it'd be a little better if there was a split. I don't know uh if if there's a split
0: or does everybody wind up on the Kepka side of this because Bryson seemingly not very popular or there does he have a camp
2: in the I don't think golfers? Kepka is all warm and fuzzy and loved on tour either by anyone. I want to see how it But I think down. I think he is tolerated more than uh than than DeChambeau. But also there's the click of, you know, Jordan Speith and Justin Thomas and the Boat guys. All those guys that they hang out together yacht. that everybody loves and they're they're fun with everyone. And then to me there's kind of Kepka on a bit of an island that is okay with everyone on tour. Then there's D. that's on the other extreme where no one really likes him, seemingly doesn't have many friends on tour at all. So I think people are gonna take the side of Brooks Kepka. But from the sporting public and just fans of entertainment. I think you take the side of, of Kepka because again, I, I like this personality in any sport, but especially in well, golf
1: where it's needed. This this has not been some private rivalry over the years. Right. Um, we just
0: get a nice Kepka, illustration of it here.
1: Kepka has complained about DeChambeau's slow play whenever they have been paired together in the past. You know, when you have the the, the pairings that go off DeChambeau's known for hitting it long, so he's always going to hit second, and then he always takes his time when he gets up to the ball. And Kepka's like, I don't understand why it takes a player a minute and a half after he's already waited and thought through the shot, waiting on someone else to hit, and then takes a minute and a half because he's either a club short or a club long based on where he hit it to. Which is fair, Uh, fair criticism, I that That was the criticism, and this was three or four years ago. Uh, And and since then, they've gone back and forth. DeChambeau's response to that was, I think it's actually quite impressive that we're able as professionals to go up and make a decision and hit a golf shot every 45 seconds. Um, And how difficult that is within the framework of what I'm trying to accomplish on a shot-to-shot basis. Um, So the fact that he walked behind Kepka while they're recording and mumbled something to get him off of train of thought uh is part uh, it's part of the mind play that these two are going back and forth with and you can tell as they're about to record this uh and they're setting this up that he sees kept sees de off the camera and kind of is just he's like let's 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 do this and they count it down they do the interview and he Mm -hmm. notices when Deshambo decides to start walking his way do we know even as he's answering the question timing of this was it's it post after the round. Final round? Yeah, so he's. Let's turn up the sound. Is it after the and final mark round, or just it part after for uh, for radio purposes, Reed? Um, but th- this is the this is the recording. And at the end, he, he tells the the guy from uh, the Golf Channel doing the interview, he doesn't care uh, if um, if they have a good laugh about this in the truck afterwards. Time, so let's restart yeah. this video if Here's we can. And we'll get the sound going.
0: Golf course was asking a lot from you today, Brooks. What were you able to do well and put up that nice number?
3: Just ball struck my way around this place. Um, didn't putt well, but I don't think many guys are going to putt well with this wind. It's it's very tough. And like I said, I don't know what other guys have said, or I just felt it difficult to read. You know, sometimes, sometimes I um, lost. I lost my train of thought. Yeah, hearing that bullshit. All right,
0: we're
3: to over. <laughs> we're gonna enjoy that in the TV
0: compound.
3: A little bit better. I honestly wouldn't even care. <laughs> so there, there's Brooks Kapka
1: just like yeah, I don't care if if you show this or not. Uh, that's how I feel about the guy. I'm tired of his BS, and uh, you could tell everything was planned by DeChambeau too. That was an ultimate troll job. I like and it. so there, there are different things that. Have been out there that he said. Uh, so Brooks says, I felt it difficult to read at times. And there's someone that claims that Bryson is, as he's walking behind, he says, just got to start it on the right line. And that's whenever Kepka sighs. There's uh, another person that says that Deshambles responds with, I hit such a good shot, a good drive, a good shot on the last hole, comparing that to what he's <laughs> answering. Um, well, this, and this goes back even
2: further. You talked about Brooks Kepka and his criticism of taking too long, slow play, mm-hmm. with Deshambo. And that's and just you, one of the and many. You guys things. may not remember this also, but um, Bryson Deshambo made fun of Brooks Koepka's body when he posed nude for the ESPN Body Issue. He was doing a live Twitch feed and said, "Well, he doesn't even have any six packs, and he's posing." He said, "I've got some. I've got some abs." He said, "Doesn't have any abs." I've got some abs, he's saying during a live Twitch stream, to which Brooks Koepka responded and said, you're right, Bryson DeChambeau, I'm too short of a six-pack. And he shares his four major trophies on on the screen in that, which was a great comeback to Bryson DeChambeau.
1: And then... DeChambeau had the comment on some interview. He's like, "Let's be honest, Kepka would kick my ass." I mean, that that was the direct quote. And Kepka replied to that and said, "Yeah, you're right."
0: Well, that I mean, that's good by DeChambeau. First time he's been right. At least conceding something there, and uh, you know, in the give and take.
1: And this is like two or three. I like years ago all now. this. I mean, look, it's, it's un-
0: unvarnished and real. And I'm never going to give a guy. And I don't know if Kepka's getting uh trashed at all for this he's not but i've I, not seen i've seen i, I like unvarnished and honest this also reminds me you know you got the alpha beta and these seems like two alphas going at it but what's the remind me the story from when you were uh, your second time at augusta watching on the practice screen you and i had watched oh now a year before Who i was wish this? it was a
1: poulter yeah, yeah it was poulter. Ian Poulter and, somebody... and spieth And Jordan Spieth, Jordan Spieth was on the practice green on um, the Tuesday of the the Masters, trying, and he was working extensively on uh, some putts, putts, but like one aspect of his putting routine. Um, And he's zeroed out. I bet he did this two hundred times. And Ian Poulter who had just qualified because someone pulled out and he was the next guy in line. He was the next substitute flew in the night before shows up that Tuesday morning, comes in with this caddy and you've got multiple holes around this massive practice anywhere. anywhere. Plenty of open spots. He comes in and drops this a uh, 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 handful of golf balls, right? You know, he's 20 feet away from speed, but starts putting at the same hole <laughs> and, and speed, Packed up and and went about his way within 60 seconds so of that. So
0: Poulter
2: chased him. Not so a great Poulter sign for Speed to win another major. <laughs> alpha <laughs> move by Poulter.
1: Oh, it was an alpha move. I, and, and I was We're with Philip you. Noel, a uh, friend of ours from from Titans Radio. I we both looked at each other, but like I can't believe we just I can't believe he just did that. Yeah. You know, you don't walk in someone's line. And Spieth was there with his putting coach and his golf instructor. You know, and I I believe his father was there too. They're all zeroed in, dialed in on working on the mechanics and of this his guy putting completely stroke. Busts and this Poulter just bolts in and just go, <laughs> goes at the same hole. Some
2: real game. But this, this whole,
1: the, the video and,
2: that we just played for you and everything else, it's so great because there's nothing planned about it. Right. You know, that response from Brooks Kepka took some time to come back when he's saying he doesn't have abs and doesn't have a six-pack and puts the trophies together and poses it. It was such a natural human response to someone you hate the way he responded to just hearing the sound of DeShambeau's voice. Maybe he heard exactly what he said also, and that was part of it. But even if he's just walking past, talking loudly to his caddy, and he sees that it's him, and that's his response to not even be able to think about what he's saying and get angry, I I think is relatable to everyone who sees the video.
1: So there's one other one to keep in mind, too. During the pandemic, that is when all the stories were coming out that DeShambeau was bulking up. Right, he he's gained on protein. He's showing the driver, and he's hitting it like a. He's, he's just bombing it. I mean, it's a blast to watch him hit it off the tee. And Kepka tweeted out, and it was clearly a subtweet, tweeted out a little clip of Kenny Powers on steroids. <laughs> and I mean, it's it's a clear shot at all the videos going viral of Bryson DeChambeau off the tee.
2: Look, I'm out. I'm because of the hat. It doesn't take much to get me out. I'm I'm laughing at the Kenny Powers clip only because I remember the clip and I believe he's wearing like a very colorful thong (laughs) as he's shooting up in his butt in the in the show. (laughs) You remember he keeps it's it's a it's a it's a collage of him juicing every day and every day he's got a different color thong on (laughs) and he's putting in as he pulls the shorts down.
1: As we go uh, uh, now that we've recapped like uh, the small background and some of the, the intricacies of this rivalry, go back if you will, Jacob, to the clip. Here is Brooks Kepka trying to conduct an interview, and Bryson DeChambeau, not by accident, waiting to walk through the background and mumble.
3: Get that nice number. Just ball struck my way around this place. Um, did putt well, but I don't think many guys are going to putt well with this wind. It's it's very tough. I don't like I said. I don't know what other guys have said here. I just felt it difficult to read. You know, sometimes, sometimes. Um, also, I lost my train of thought yeah hearing that bullshit <laughs> Christ. all right I'm yeah, starting over we're going to enjoy that in the TV compound. A <laughs> I honestly wouldn't even care I, I like, love that
0: Interviewer's yeah. got a very white smile and he showed every tooth uh, after very that toothy smile
3: <laughs> I mean if you're
1: if you're the interviewer how could you not laugh and just think Oh, okay, like, how do I re-gather this interview because you know that you just witnessed the, the rivalry in the next chapter of all this. Also, oh, yeah.
2: nobody's seen the actual interview. Everybody's only seen right. this. <laughs> <laughs> the That's interviewer's right. thinking, more people are going to see this than anything else I've ever done in my life. This is great.
1: <laughs> what do you think, Reed? I have a question here. So we're talking about how much of an alpha uh, Kempke is. But does an alpha really allow him to be that much in your head that when he walks by, simply walking by, you completely lose your train of thought? It's well, a fair Reed, question.
2: Reed brings up, I think the, the fair question is, we talked about Ian Poulter with the alpha move, just rudely going and plopping a bunch of balls down on the putting green in front of Jordan Spieth. It's sort of an alpha move in the same vein of walking by no wildly and saying something while Kepka's on it's camera. He's almost
1: daring him to turn around and say something. Well, to it's Kepka's
0: yeah. move now. So what's next? You know, He's well, walk where, him. where are they playing to get uh, in the same tournament next, or stay tuned for U.S. Open when they get paired together in the first round if they're smart.
1: Uh, Sam, shout out Sam. Good to see you at the Knoxville event. He says the the Bryson distance praise is overblown. He's massive, but he only hits it marginally further than Rory, who's five nine one sixty. Well, even Phil
2: hit the biggest drive of the weekend, I think, on three, 15 or 16.
1: He outdrove. Oh, was three, yeah. I want to say
2: 340 to 360-something. Well, he's, he
1: he's also known for hitting bombs.
2: Yeah. I'd love to see uh, what if Kepka came back and did the Kenny Powers roids clip for uh, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> <afterwards>. <laughs> he's like, oh, this is all i got to say about Phil's day and that drive, and it's just Kenny Powers <laughs> injecting uh, steroids.
0: Yeah, there were a couple times their balls were... At the same place in the fairway, yeah. which is not uh, a
1: win. Reed uh, Hobdi. Reed says, I'm 25. Shout out to the 25-year-olds. We, we need we the younger crowd the in on the chat. We love, we love 25-year-olds. Uh, he's <laughs> 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 he says, <laughs> <No>. he says <laughs> it's a
2: target demographic. That's all I'm saying.
1: Reed says, uh, no idea who Cactus Jack is. The only Cactus Jack I know is Travis Scott. <laughs> Chad, <know>. your thoughts? <laughs>
2: Uh, Introduce him to Cactus Jack. I need to. I need to uh, familiarize myself with Travis Scott to appeal to more twenty-five year olds. Apparently, this is Cactus Jack. It's one of the many faces of one Mick Foley. Uh, Mankind was another one. What was the one? Uh, Dude Love was another one of his characters. He played many characters in a WWE, that which is a professional wrestling organization. And his calling card as Cactus Jack was Bang Bang, which I say ingest because pk hates it so much so i continue with it and it's really hard to get this thing balanced properly but there it is that is cactus jack and thank you to all 25 year olds and everyone paying attention to the show
1: and thanks for everybody uh tuning in to the youtube feed you can subscribe that's where we're on the chat right now subscribe to the youtube channel outkick 360 channels you will search out in the search bar we hope you'll hit subscribe we hope you'll hit that alert button so that you know every time we go live, which is noon Eastern. Ring that Monday bell through Friday. Phone. You That's ring that I bell. I just joined. And in you're the also chat. alerted anytime that we post new content, which we do on a daily basis. It's the YouTube channel, Outkick360, streaming exclusively on YouTube there. And you can also find us on Twitter, on Facebook. We're tagged to the top of our Facebook page each and every day there. And of course, you can find the podcast. Wherever you download your podcast, keep those reviews coming in. We appreciate oh, the ratings as well.
0: We have something to say about those reviews before this show. Is That's over. right.
1: Uh, coming up, a, a lot to say, and uh, the little that Aaron Rodgers had to say in the interview with Kenny Main. We knew he wasn't going to say much, uh, but what he didn't say to me spoke volumes in this chat with Kenny Main on the final sports, sports center broadcast for the the ESPN. Uh, legendary broadcaster. We'll give our thoughts there. We have thoughts on Julio Jones and his production despite the recent injuries that he's gone through and much more. It's all coming up on Outkick 360, but first, Manscaped is the best in men's grooming and Manscaped is the only men's brand dedicated to below the waist grooming. Their brand new shaving tools just dropped right in time for Father's Day. The Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, now available in the USA and Canada, what makes this waterproof trimmer different from all other trimmers, Chad?
2: It's a little bit of everything, Hutton. The height of technology, a new multifunction on-off switch can engage a travel lock. Great for jet setters out there. And the Lawnmower 4.0 gives you the ability to turn the 4000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shape, plus additional guard links with sizes one through four to get the trim to your liking.
1: If you want the complete package, the Manscaped Ultra Smooth Package Three-Step Kit to help keep your family jewels protected. Step one is the crop exfoliator. Step two, the crop gel, and then it's time to shave. And we have a great offer for you through Manscaped, All
0: Great discount, 20% off, plus free shipping, all with the code OK360. That's at manscaped.com. OK360 is the code. Manscaped.com is where you need to go.
1: It is dad bod season. Time to get smooth. Manscaped.com. Use the code OK360 for 20% off plus free shipping. Outkick360 is back. Back, baby. We're back. is all here. We're here. All FanDuel is back with yet another great offer for new users. FanDuel.com slash OK360. Offer number one, you bet10 dollars on the Clippers and Mavericks. in that matchup, you get $100 dollars in site credit. Users just need to bet on the money line market of either team of ten dollars or more and you get site credit of a100 dollars the next day whether your team wins or loses. You can do the same thing by betting a dollar on the bucks and heat matchup and you get a100 dollars in site credit whether you win or lose your first bet again it's for new users it must be your first bet you opt in fanduel.com okay 360 it's available in all legal states except illinois which means chad why wouldn't you do this
2: why are you not doing this i, I say it every day but if you're seeing that for the first time and you're seeing a free 100 dollars into your account take advantage of it do it this is what you need to do we've given you the way it's very easy Take advantage, and you can be a winner like me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and Chad, was the big winner last night, uh, where oh, you gonna, hit back-to-back back keep... back on the parlay, and the, the 360 parlay is coming up in about 15 minutes. Here well, i got
2: another winner for you tonight, so stay
0: tuned. Last night was the easy-peasy. Teresa typed easy-peasy into uh, a text, and it autocorrected to easy-leash. So that's now our family saying
2: easy leash for luck, easy leash. How about my bucks with 48 points in the first wow. quarter alone last night? You're talking about what was the score? Some you room sent?
1: to relax the whole second half of that game. Was that the score you sent last night? Yeah, uh, they had it, they, was a, it was a massive lead.
2: They had 10 threes in the first quarter and 48 points. Wow. And I want to say they were like ten for eleven.
1: And you said something like, "I wonder if our bet's good" or something.
2: Yeah. Well, it was NBA, so I'm thinking it's forty-eight to twelve right now. Or I think it was forty-eight to fifteen. I, I dropped
1: my my notes on. There's a lot of things dropping in
2: the studio today. Oh, it's so amazing. you
1: you had uh, so we had the Bucks last night and the and Portland. Yeah. No, no, no. Denver. And Denver, Denver plus the uh, minus the points. Excuse me, against Portland. Denver well, took. That was not a close game either.
0: No. Well, well done, He's Joe. He's all over. This guy's an NBA expert now. <laughs> Big
2: NBA guy. He no He waited all through the regular season to let it, right. let it out. You well, know what the next thing that I'm going to uncover that we're going to win some money off of? MLS. The WNBA. <laughs> That's up next. WNBA picks. To recap, Aaron
1: Rodgers last night on ESPN with Kenny Main. He loves his teammates. He says he loves Jordan Love and uh, love, love, love playing with love. him. Love, 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 love. Loves his coaching staff. Um, mentioned, organization. Yeah, mentioned the organization and, and the History. fan base. I failed to mention anyone in the front office. And that spoke volumes. And everyone that he listed off as Kenny Mayne finally got him to, to discuss it. And look, Aaron Rodgers knew he was going to have to say something on this when, when he comes on SportsCenter, even if it is Kenny Mayne's final show. Uh, and I, I thought overall, uh, for, for what that was meant to be, he was pretty funny. And, and his delivery of some of the things with with Kenny Maine, and Maine was also very good throughout the show. Um, but I I left that thinking this guy, he's he's out the door. Like I, I to me, there's for all the discussion about how things can be mended and uh, repaired. I I keep thinking it's in such disrepair that. He's not going to be a Green Bay Packer next season. A couple things jumped out to me
2: in this interview. One, when you deliberately try to look like you don't care about an interview, it's funny to me. Aaron Rodgers, I don't think you could make it any more sloppy yeah. than what he did. His hair was stringy just out of the shower, it looked like. Kind of sloppy. He had a on belt over his right shoulder, a hat that wasn't even facing the camera. I mean, he was in a hotel room, clearly, with the artwork on the wall behind him. But everything was set up in a way to show, I don't care about anything right now. And he was intentionally doing that. Yeah, like I'm just waking up out here in Hawaii or wherever he is, and I'm doing this for my buddy Kenny Mayne. I thought that part of it was funny. The intentional unintentionality about the interview (laughs) with the way he looked the whole time was very deliberate on his part because he's such a smart guy. And I'm with you, Hutton. The one question that got him to speak was when Kenny Mayne said, asked something about... Do you sense that people tend to take the side of management more often than not against the player and that they're foolish in doing so at times?" And that's where he finally opened up and said, it's people that make tradition. It's people that make up an organization. It's not the building. It's not the organization. It's the people within the organization. And he went to compliment his teammates and people that have been a part of the organization. About
1: the philosophy.
2: Yeah, I want to say even said something about uh, past coaches. At one point. But the philosophy of the organization being such... Character. Character in the organization. It's not about the Jordan Love pick. It's clearly about the lack of communication. Or he feels like he was hoodwinked by the organization in this. And I'm with you, Hutton. He's done. I, I come away from that interview and there's no way that they're going to mend this relationship. He is not going to be a Packer as long as the front office structure remains the same. There's no reconciling that relationship. Paul, oh, you still feel the same Yeah,
0: uh, that, I, as you did? I think he'll be back. I mean, I just don't think he's going to be able to force what he wants to force unless he retires. Um, so, you know, maybe he retires. A lot, a lot of money to be refunded, a lot of money yeah. to be sacrificed if he does that. I think... Um, and again, I, I, I remain out on this. Here's a chance. You're finally in front of a camera. to say something. And again, with this cryptic, peripheral answers and, and conversation, I'm annoyed by it. Uh, say something, something semi-direct, and instead um, it's all left for interpretation. And I'm, I'm sick of being left for interpretation. If so, you're going to be out there, then say something, damn it.
1: I, I don't disagree with you, with the, with the platform that he had. Um, but what he didn't say with the opportunity. Right. You know, he's but that's win- what we're
0: left to. We're left to he's say left what he did He's trying to win the fan
1: base. You know, he, he mentions culture and character and Curly Lambo all in the same sentence. Right. right? He's, it, he's winning over the fan base – uh, despite really not saying all that much, he
0: did mention coaching staff in the list yeah, of things he liked. Yeah. So that, and in your interpretation and sure. in the broad interpretation, Lafleur is okay.
1: Well, and and the coaching staff fan base, and he mentioned Jordan Love by name. Uh, and I didn't read this until after the interview last night, as I'm watching Aaron Rodgers joke around with Kenny Mayne, which again I, I thought was funny. I laughed a couple of times. Yeah, uh, Kenny, uh, Kenny I, we, we knew what it was going to be, and, and, and Kenny Mayne even tweeted out in, with his own humor. For those thinking that Aaron Rodgers is retiring tonight, trust me, he's not going to because it's a taped interview. Yeah, so he's
2: not going to retire live on air because it's taped.
1: Yeah. So, here is Charles Robinson from Yahoo and something he wrote in March. The fracture points between Rodgers and Guttenkens largely revolve around the drafting of Jordan Love in 2020 without Rodgers having knowledge of the move. Since then, the source says that Rodgers has believed that it was Guttenkens' plan to move on from him after the 2020 season, but that Rodgers smashed that timeline with his MVP performance. Rodgers' response, according to the source, was that he presented the Packers with an opportunity to recommit to him after the season with a new contract, with new guaranteed money, that would ultimately cement Green Bay's all-in embrace of him as their starting quarterback for at least the next two seasons. The source said the Packers were not initially willing to consider anything beyond a modest restructure of Rodgers' contract that would have done little more than guarantee the 2021 season. And it all comes back full circle, where the writing is on the wall that they are done with him after this season because they've got to figure out what they traded up for the first round to draft Jordan Love. And this is really stupid because now, and, and Hutton,
0: I thought, was dead on when the initial thing came out and people were predicting the trades and all the trade predictions were giving the Packers back a quarterback. And he said, why are you giving the Packers back a quarterback if you're trading Aaron Rodgers when the whole thing centers around Jordan Love? And then a second wave came out more recently that said, the Packers are looking for a quarterback in in a in a potential Aaron Rodgers trade, which says <clears throat> they're looking for insurance for Jordan Love. Yeah. So they're not even all in on the, hey, we've got to give Jordan Love the full chance here if we do this. So look, you can draft Jordan Love last year. With the thinking in mind that Rodgers is, is is slipping and you're going to go forward, he could have an MVP year, and you could, you're allowed to change course and say, you know what, we were a little too aggressive on the Aaron Rodgers is going to start to taper here, and we're going to be thinking about the future a little bit more and the present a little bit less. And now he won the MVP, and and we're at this crossroads where we have to decide: are we going to lean on having to see love in a year? To make a fifth-year option decision, or are we going to stick with the MVP of the league? It's pretty obvious at this point. You got to stick with the MVP of the league. So you change the plan that you made, and you show some flexibility. It's not that complicated. And even if you botched it here with the uh, uh, Rogers initial foray about getting two years more, pretty much guaranteed, you go back to him and say, you know what? we blew it by not taking your olive branch or 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 uh, uh coming when david dunn said hey let's solidify two years and now that all of this is panned out we realize we made a mistake on that we want to do that we'll figure out the jordan love stuff after you're our guy for two years for sure and maybe longer and let's go win a super bowl we re- weren't that far off last year uh you know we didn't wisely use the resource on Jordan, but we had no way of knowing that you were going to win MVP. Well, and he, so he you got to cut us a break on that. We did draft a wide receiver who could be pretty good in this draft for you. We've held together a roster pretty well. That was an NFC championship game team twice in a row. Let's, let's, let's solidify you for two years. Let's go.
2: It was. It, I, I don't know why people have sympathy on the Packers front office again. I and I don't have a big. I'm not sympathetic. I'm there. not a I'm sympathy On won't it. say anything either. That's how you fix it. I, I don't like that part of it. But they screwed this up. They did. They royally screwed it up. There was no need to trade up and draft Jordan Love. I don't think Jordan Love's a good quarterback. Well, let's, let's go there. If they're actually considering trading in for a quarterback, it's because they realized a the mistake. Jordan Love was overvalued in the draft, and it will prove itself over the course of his career. It's already proving itself, the fact that they're even interested in bringing in a quarterback after trading up to draft him. So that was a huge mistake, not telling Aaron Rodgers, huge mistake. If the Charles Robinson report is true, huge mistake to not say, two yes, Aaron, we want you for the next two years because you're the reigning MVP, and we want to try to win a Super Bowl the next two years. Any, I'm with Aaron Rodgers on this. Any hesitancy to not do that and not prove that you're all in with him for two years, I would have a problem with that. Also, if you're Aaron Rodgers, has he handled it properly and like an adult since then? Not really. You know, not telling someone something, not coming out and being clear about your intentions and everything else. Not the best. But he did say in the interview, Paul. He said, "This last, you know, 2020 really threw a wrench in the plan." You know, yeah. they, everyone's playing. You know that that season I had and winning the MVP really threw a wrench in the plan.
0: He said he was and saying that long answer
1: that he was basically confirming the Robinson this, report. This was put into motion last year, prior to the season even starting,
0: with an expectation and that it, I was going to. And he was tail not told off.
1: about that expectation, huh. and that's his big problem. I think if he were told about the
2: ex- expectation, he wouldn't have been happy, but you wouldn't be having this situation right now. Well, well it, Green Bay needs to come
0: back, tail between legs. And, and do what I just said. Say, look, we were wrong. We want to solidify you for these two years. The other stuff is for us,
2: to, a mess for us to clean up. How important is Gudenkist that he won't come well, back, they... tail between his legs, and still keep his job? Yeah. Well, he's not going to get fired, but he needs to come back tail. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> you just, Guys not get fired all the time. This not how it works. But yeah. still, you have to apologize. If he, if he is unwilling. He needs to make it right. Th- this is where it comes back to also, there's not the billionaire owner figure. Looming over this situation, saying, "Guys, well, grow up and get together. That's, you apologize, that. you screwed up. That a while
1: then you can come in. We can all get it's together." A, it's and move a point forward. Paul made up made uh, two weeks ago, and he's right. I I just contend Rodgers is feeling the exact same way he did last year at this time. Last year's approach was screw it, I'll prove him wrong. Like that, he he wasn't happy, but he went went out, and won MVP. And he he thought the writing was on the wall for after the 2020 season they were planning to move on from him after drafting their first round quarterback. Now he knows that they're planning to move on after the 2021 season and he's saying, get rid of me. You drafted your first round guy. I just won MVP. I threw a wrench in your plans. Get rid of me. Trade me. I'm out of here. That's the response publicly that he's not denying. I mean, that's the other thing. Everyone wants to talk about what he did not say. He didn't deny any of this last yes. night either. But
0: if he really wants to be traded, if he really wants to be traded, he's come out and say it. That'll really get it in action. That'll give them a lot less of a choice. If he said last night, well, "I want," if he said I, last night, "I'm done here," the way that Julio Jones said, "I'm done here."
2: So can really he make it sure surprise them with a phone call on air? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then you know ask saying
0: them to the, the really force their hand with public pressure. If he came out and said, "I, I gotta go."
1: Well, the there's a big difference between the two. Oh, I, I understand. Uh, the, the Falcons have been reported to want to trade him. And
0: there's a sour cap strain. Their own
1: website's writing a story about Julio Jones talking about being traded <laughs> because they want to trade him. Yeah, it's that, <coughs> mutual. The Packers and Rogers don't have mutual feelings on this. Agree. And Rogers is—I I think there's also a part of Rogers that would like to remain in Green Bay. That's the part. That's the part. But he needs the investment from the team, right. so he's not going to say trade me if you're going to invest in me, but you're showing me you're not going to do that and I'm not stupid, you're moving on from the contract after this next season, after I've won MVP, and after you've refused over the years to finally draft help, you go and do that in the first round this year, trade me. Move forward with your, you know, your second year quarterback and your, your rookie wide receiver. Well then you
0: get him first round
1: help. If year, you're good right? and Amari, you don't Rodgers. Amari Rogers. If you're good and one? you don't come right. hat
2: in hand and apologize and do all these things, why are you there? Again, why why are you there? And, and if you don't then roll the dice on your first-round pick quarterback. Well, then you're saying this guy's going to be so good, but Aaron Rodgers isn't going to matter.
1: It goes back to what I asked last week, Chad. To me, in this situation, if you're the front office of Green Bay, there is a line of demarcation. I like using that in this, in this sense. There's a line in the sand where you have to decide what offer is good enough to trade away the future Hall of Famer who's still playing at, uh, in, in prime level. Championship level, where he stays, and you got a chance to go win a title. They should have won, should have won the NFC Championship game against Tampa Bay this year. He's the best uh, playing in the for for you right now. You're trading him away for what? Or you call his bluff and say we're not trading you. Retire. We're going to keep you out of the league. Because we're not getting the offer that we're receiving that we think and is fair the, for the talent that the you are right now. Or let the
0: clock tick on the fine. As from and a business reason.
1: sense, you have to get a return on investment. Or, just not return. I think that's key here. Or
2: the third or here is, Gudenkiss comes hat in hand, admits his mistake, admits how he screwed it up, tell him that we should not have hesitated when you wanted the two-year extension. And we're willing to play that. ball. We're wrong. You're right. Let's go win a championship, and correct this wrong. And then if he says no, the Packers can come out and say, look, we, the guy's childish. we tried to We've him. done everything we can do. We admitted fault. We should have communicated it with him. We misplayed our hand. We tried to speed up his clock before it was actually running out. And now we wanted to play ball for the next two years. And he's a malcontent that won't talk to us but, and won't accept our apology. They but until they do him. that, what is Gutenkus doing? But right,
0: right as got the draft
1: and the story came out, didn't Schefter say that they had offered a, an extension and he turned it down?
0: I, that sounds familiar. But Charles I'll
1: Robinson point. saying it's a, an extension. Margin- uh, yeah.
2: it, it was window dressing.
1: Window dress, but something. They, it sounds like they approached him about doing something, and he said, "No, you. you this was the year you're supposed to get rid of me. <laughs> We're not turning it into next year."
0: They didn't draft great for him. They drafted Eric Stokes, the cornerback, in the first round. Josh Myers, center from Ohio State, in the second round. Amari Rogers, the Clemson wide receiver, in the third round. Royce Newman offensive lineman from Old Miss. So three of their top four picks offense, two of those offensive linemen, one or a receiver. So he got help in this draft in a way that he hasn't been getting help.
1: Well, and they still have Adams. They 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 brought they've back signed they people. brought back Aaron Jones, running, running back. back. Yeah. Um so I mean that they, and they're a, they a game away from the Super it's Bowl. It's a good football team. Yeah. Game away from the Super Bowl, but the the saga continues. And we said yesterday he would be in the national headlines today, no matter what he said in that chat uh, with Kenny Maine.
0: And there's a lot of time. That's uh, yeah, that's the other thing, Chad. Like we're talking about Gutenkust going to him, and it seems like it's overdue, but it's on his side too. Deadlines forced action, you know. And so the beginning of training to, you camp need forces to know.
2: If you're them, you need to know if it's even repairable. So you got to go to him quickly, and make this apology and try to start over But do on they a, need to go two year. quickly?
0: They can Well, build. if you're going right to trade now, him, then a, yes. If, if you stand-off. know
2: if you know you want to get something in return for him and that he's not ever going to be a Green Bay Packer again, then you need but to But there's know
0: not that. going to be a lot of other action and you can trade the, the same trade that you can make today, yeah. you can make on the eve of training camp.
2: I agree, but I would rather start planning and they probably are. But I'd rather be planning that now.
1: Aaron Rodgers not at Packers OTAs other veterans are including another quarterback that everyone's keeping an eye on coming off of injury show you some video of that when we return but first renters warehouse gets it done Chad Withrow
2: renters warehouse can help you in so many different ways and they've helped so many people that I've talked to over the years talking about renters warehouse and they got a question for you do you own rental property and need cash and are you worried about receiving rent on time well if so you need to go to rwnashville.com or give them a call at 615-398-9550 because they have the Upfront Rent Program going on right now at rwnashville.com. By giving you your money upfront. Renters Warehouse helps minimize risk and provides financial flexibility so you can build long-term wealth. The Upfront Rent Program available for a limited time. Call Renters Warehouse Nashville at 615-398-9550 or visit rwnashville.com to see if you qualify. rwnashville.com, 615-398-9550. And do it the renter's warehouse way and get tomorrow's rent today.
1: It's already a strong division in the AFC North and a quarterback just returned to the practice field. That's next on kick 360. Outkick 360 Across the Outkick network Which includes YouTube And the Outkick 360 channel Exclusive for live streaming the show Each and every day you can subscribe And we hope you'll hit that bell So that you're alerted every time we go live And every time we post new content to the channel Uh, And shout out to Fox Sports Knoxville Fan Run Radio there For being on board with us Carrying the show in the evenings Uh, If you're listening to Knoxville Give us a follow on Twitter Interact with the show there at OutKick360 you can watch the live stream daily starting at noon Eastern. Joe Burrow is back and not just watching OTAs, he's participating in OTAs today for the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, albeit very likely in a limited fashion because they're on the practice field right now, but here is Burrow walking to the practice field in Cincy, and yes they have to cross the street to do so there. Um, he's got the brace on his left knee with the torn ACL, but he's in uniform carrying a helmet. And then he was shown later on the practice field throwing some passes. So all the reports about him being ahead of schedule or on schedule or what have you, it's all accurate. Otherwise, he wouldn't be in a position to further injure the knee this time of year, especially. Uh, But Paul, it's also uh, indication that many teams are having solid attendance with the, the voluntary workouts yeah, going on.
0: Yeah, I, I mean the reports are that attendance has been good around the league. The reports are also that 22 different teams have managed uh, to, to negotiate, for lack of a better word, some yeah. sort of reduction in what the offseason is with their team.
1: For instance, Philly just did away with it, didn't they? The OTA, the voluntary OTAs? Uh,
0: I'm not I'm not sure exactly. I what think it's the really Eagles players
1: it. agreed with the team that they don't have to do it. They, they'll, they'll have the got mandatory the portion of it, but that's it.
0: So uh, you know, we can say that the union has failed, but actually the union has made progress. And we could say that the union is weak, that they had to leave it to the individual teams. But the union represents the players and the players on a team by team basis, 22 of 32 have managed to pull off some sort of reduction in what the offseason is for those teams. Uh, We'll get to the Tennessee Power Hour. I've not been able to find out if the Titans have have, uh, pulled off any sort of reduction.
1: Uh, Just to clarify, Nick Sirianni and the Eagles agreed with the players they will not hold mandatory minicamp. Okay. And they will not seven have seven-on-seven seven drills during OTAs that seven go on. on seven they so got progressive out of them.
0: Seven-on-seven um, seven they got out of them. I mean, seven-on-seven yeah. seven is quarterbacks throwing to receivers against <laughs> cornerbacks that's non-contact.
2: I mean, yeah. that's nothing. We got some demands we need to list without kick. Also, at some point, based on these NFL things, what they're into. Just let's not work. No one on ones. No, no work. Uh, nothing extra. No, nothing at all. Two at a time. No sleeping yeah. on the job. We'll get in two man rotations. Uh, nine months off instead of seven. Um, we we need all these things done immediately. Um, the uh, you know what the real failure here is watching that video. Cincinnati's refusal to modernize their practice facility and everything else they have set up in Cincinnati. Well, it's okay with it the practice here, field. Jacob. Is the
0: practice field is like across no, the I've street? I've seen the practice field. Have it's they under built an, the indoor? an
2: indoor? They don't have an indoor. No, it's a huge. How thing. do you not have an indoor option of an NFL franchise They're that makes one. billions? They're the only one. This is a billions, billions, plural dollar operation, and you can't build an indoor facility. I was team? mentioning to Hutton, a team this that is, gets We've no talked about this in Vanderbilt in the past, though. The league should dictate some bare minimum level of investment. You can't just sit on money forever. Well, you talk about that's what things, You does. talk about
0: things that turn off a free agent. Um, and I say all the time, a free agent's going to go where the money is. If I'm a free agent contemplating the Bengals... I I I would have to think, you know, snowstorm stuff in Cincinnati with no potential to ever be inside. That would be a factor for me. Another team that never gets any grief, and we talk about modern facilities here in Nashville, they've over the course of the last several years redone first the locker room, then the cafeteria. Now they're overhauling everything that hasn't been already overhauled while they build a a three-story uh, uh, addition and uh, a parking deck. That it's going to be a fully modernized facility. Uh, I haven't been out to Indianapolis in, in, in several years, but I don't remember reading anything about it. And I think there's a limited footprint as to what they can do. Uh, and I'll check. But the Colts facility is absolutely nothing special. And the way the Colts have talked about it, when they're off year, campus,
1: right? Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. Uh, most teams are have. have a I think there are
1: four teams that are that are at the stadium. I know the Patriots are, Patriots, Jaguars, Texans, Bengals are the four at where the, the players the actually stadium. drive to the stadium for work every day.
0: Yeah, um, but the, the Colts never got any grief when I was covering the division. Do they have an indoor they facility? Have, uh, yeah, they have a field house, which which yeah. is nice. But I mean the locker rooms and the and the offices. As bland and and plain as they come. Where Peyton Manning had a locker for his Colts career was as, you know, plain and boring and, and un uh, luxurious as, as hmm. humanly possible.
1: Well, that, that's also an example of certain owners, you know, they have to spin to the floor of the cap and some can spin to the top of the cap uh, you know, like for for years, Arizona was known for keeping it at the floor, yeah. right? Um,
0: and it showed in their
1: product. Yeah, and and you know, but then again, you you have a situation like you do in Foxborough, where players don't seem to matter. Uh, to, it doesn't matter to them to go in though in that situation because you're playing for a great organization, and you were at the time playing for Tom Brady. So maybe. Yeah. Maybe the, the luck changes a bit for Cincy based on well, Joe they, Burrow. Yeah, there are
0: different ways of being cheap. Like you heard stories in Cincinnati that the towels were terrible and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. Or Bud Adams, you With know, was had a reputation for being cheap. Well, it wasn't player cheap. He yeah. paid for players. He had a thing like if your FedEx bill was over <laughs> X dollars, it had to pass his desk. Which seemed the money he worried about versus the money he didn't worry about seemed rather ridiculous. All these people rather but at eccentric. Least
1: at least in Houston, you walk over the bridge that connects you to the practice field. Here, you cross the street. Yeah, you're, you're holding up traffic. you, you got to push a car's the car's blocking the box while you... you push uh, the button. Did cars, have the cars are honking? Button? Hey, it's
2: Joey Burrow.
1: Look. Hey, Joey.
0: What's up, man? You think they have the sign on the button like you complained about? They said the button doesn't do anything? <laughs> <laughs>
1: ignore the button? Just ignore pressing this button even though it says press. The button's so, my, still here. My comment is
2: against the, the Brown family for not doing what needs to be done. I mean that's ridiculous. This uh, happened with with the Bidwells for years, as you mentioned in Arizona. But when you're making that much money, you invest in talent, and that's where you're. You know what you said, Paul. You're not cheap with paying players. They'll pay players. This is part of your talent investment. Is having an indoor facility. They're the only one in the league without one. That's a problem.
1: The Tennessee Power Hour includes a preview of tonight's matchup as the Predators. Take on Carolina back in Raleigh for Game 5. We will have that preview. We will talk Julio Jones and the Titans. And that pairing, including Julio Jones and his production, no matter uh, if he's missing a good quarter of the season. It's about when he does play and what he does on the field. We have that. Plus Chad Withrow's 360 parlay, which won last night. That means you need to hop on tonight. It's all straight ahead on the Tennessee Power Hour of Outkick 360. Hey, it's Jonathan Hutton. Thanks for listening to Outkick 360. Be sure to subscribe to the show to have the latest podcast delivered to you each and every day. And give us five stars, it helps us grow our network and provide you with more great podcasts like this one.